Hey, this is Jonathan with LimitlessMindset.com, the online destination for acquiring superhuman brain power and hacking your reality. So two questions that I get frequently from people that are brand new to biohacking are, which smart drugs, supplements, nootropics have solid science behind them? And the second question is which smart drug or nootropic should I get started with if I'm totally green to this biohacking thing? My answer to both of these questions is always the same, paracetam. It has a significant body of scientific evidence behind it. Over 600 human studies and academic papers are published on PubMed about paracetam. Although a few insights from my own extensive experience are going to be included in this video, the majority of it is going to be spent decoding what the human studies are saying about paracetam and how this squares up with the anecdotal experiences reported by the biohacking community. For more of my own personal thoughts, experiences and comparisons, please see the written and video reviews of Paracetam products that are going to be linked below this video. Paracetam is the godfather of the Racetam family of synthetically created smart drugs. They come from laboratories and don't appear in the natural world. There's two important reasons why I spend so much time researching, writing about, and personally consuming the racetams. A significant body of research. The racetams have been used in many clinical trials, double-blind, placebo-controlled studies, and meta-analysis papers. Research is ongoing as well. At any given time, multiple major universities or institutions around the world are studying the racetams. In 2014 alone, over 20 new peer-reviewed studies or scientific papers were produced, iteration and public demand. The racetams are evolving with new derivatives of piracetam being developed and experimented with, like Nupept and Sunifuram. This development is driven by consumer demand from both the biohacker community voracious novelty junkies eager to try new smart drugs and by those dealing with cognitive decline who need them to combat aging and maintain their dignity. Memory. A significant objective of biohacking is maintaining, training, and upgrading the human memory, which our capacity to live productive, happy lives depends completely upon. In this aim, I believe the commercial success of Paracetam demonstrates that it is likely a worthwhile tool. That's kind of funnily worded, indecisive language, isn't it? Well, as one pours over the research data that's been published on Paracetam, you get an overwhelming sense that the research data is done for people that are sick and 
want to get well. It's not done for people that are healthy and are just looking for a unfair advantage. Obviously for the universities and the research institutions, the real ROI for them is in treating people that are dealing with cognitive decline. As a result, the scientific literature is littered with inconclusive statements about paracetam's dubious value to healthy people. However, a number of anecdotal experiences speak in grand terms to paracetam's capacity as a transformative upgrade tool for the memories of the otherwise healthy young people. It has an uncanny yet frequently reported effect of bringing back once forgotten memories, both good and bad. One biohacker reported, I as well find paracetam gives me access to more of my memory. One of its wonderful effects, great for writing a paper or doing any sort of creating and for just a general feeling of intellectual enhancement. Imagine more of your memory stores into conscious awareness. That is an amazing thing. If it brings bad memories up, just gives one a chance to work through some stuff that is in the background of the mind and affecting one in some way, which is good, enriching, and a rewarding process to go through. Another self-experimenter agreed, I have also had a flood of memories reintroduced to my consciousness since taking paracetam. The memories are good, neutral, and bad. It's a very strange but interesting experience. I recently had a flood of memories and emotions of a childhood daycare experience. On the darker side of the spectrum, a PTSD sufferer reported, when I take paracetam, all the bad memories seem to find their way back into my head, especially at night right before I go to sleep. It's tough to deal with, but the benefits are so good that not taking paracetam is a hard thing to do. Getting back into the published data. A noteworthy meta-analysis published in 2002, diving deep into the data of 19 double-blind placebo-controlled studies totaling over 1,400 human participants. To quote the abstract, the results of this analysis provide compelling evidence for the global efficacy of paracetam in a diverse group of older subjects with cognitive impairment. A placebo-controlled human study of dyslexics and non-dyslexics stated it was found using a double-blind crossover technique that dyslexics significantly increased their verbal learning by 15%. The evidence that paracetam enhances the memory capacity of the young and healthy is not as strong. However, a double-blind study of 16 humans found that a dosage of 1200 milligrams daily produced a statistically significant increase in working memory and verbal learning after two weeks in healthy college students. Its memory increasing effects are attributed to it improving the function of the neurotransmitter acetylcholine. There's so much already 
written and said about paracetam online, I'd like to highlight a couple of findings from some more recent papers published. Improvement of mitochondrial function. According to a 2013 University of Frankfurt paper, paracetam is something of a mitochondria hack. In previous studies, we were able to show that paracetam enhanced ATP production, mitochondrial membrane potential, as well as neurite outgrowth in cell and animal models for aging and Alzheimer's disease. To investigate further the effects of paracetam on mitochondrial function, especially mitochondrial fission and fusion events, we decided to assess mitochondrial morphology. Stroke recovery. A 2014 University of Munster study stated in regards to cognitive recovery following ischemic stroke. A secondary prevention with paracetam leads to a significantly better recovery of event-related potential latencies as a cognitive enhancer. An extensive Italian review of paracetam stated, cognitive enhancers are drugs able to facilitate attentional abilities and acquisition, storage, and retrieval of information. Among other classes of drugs, paracetam-like cognitive enhancers, nootropics, have never reached general acceptance in spite of their excellent tolerability and safety. One of the most noticeable effects of enhanced cognition is verbal fluency. You will become a bit more dangerous with your words, and you may find yourself talking your way into and out of more trouble than you do usually. It's commonly reported that while on paracetam, I don't have to reach for my words. They just flow. I don't end up running out of things to say. My vocabulary improves. Or I'm less afraid to speak in social settings or in front of people. Which probably explains why it's so popular in lifestyle niches where one's success depends highly upon one's verbal abilities, such as Salespeople, nightclub promoters, motivational speakers, podcasters, or internet personalities, and pickup artists. Cognitive decline. A German study of 78 elderly subjects stated the effect of paracetam therapy with different dosages was studied in a double-blind trial against placebo on its effect in psychoorganic syndrome of old age showed statistically significant differences between paracetam therapy at a dosage of 1600 milligrams three times daily versus the placebo. A comprehensive Belgian paper stated, a meta-analysis has been performed including 19 double-blind placebo-controlled studies with paracetam in patients suffering from dementia or cognitive impairment. The results of this analysis provide compelling evidence for the global efficacy of paracetam in a diverse group of older subjects with cognitive impairment. A 2002 meta-analysis showed numerous therapeutic benefits to elderly people dealing with geriatric, cognitive disorders, and dementia. 
1988 study also found that it had a measurable anti-aging effect on the brains of aged rats. Paracetam also has an inhibiting effect on brain damage resulting from alcoholism and hypoxia. Alzheimer's. To quote the abstract of a double-blind, placebo-controlled French study, 30 human subjects completed the one-year study. Our results support the hypothesis that long-term administration of high doses of paracetam might slow the progression of cognitive deterioration in patients with Alzheimer's disease. The research supports that paracetam's primary three mechanisms of action are increasing blood flow and oxygen consumption in parts of the brain, enhancement of glucose consumption in the brain, and maintenance of mitochondrial membrane potential. There's a number of other mechanisms proposed in human and animal studies, like an ampicinic effect noted by an Italian study. An extensive Italian review of paracetam noted Paracetam-like compounds suffer from the lack of a common, generally accepted mechanism of action, a condition which has precluded so far a wide acceptance of these drugs as useful medicines. It improves the communication between the different hemispheres of the brain in addition to boosting the activity of the corpus callosum, the lower part of the brain that facilitates interhemisphere communication between right and left. So what does it feel like? For me, pleasantly intense focus, but at the same time, an energizing sensation of optimism about the work ahead of oneself and the challenges presenting themselves. I would dare call it a more tranquilizing alternative to Ritalin or Adderall. I've used these popular ADHD drugs for near a decade and I'm intimately familiar with the cracked out yet productive headspace they put me in. Paracetam produces a similar result as far as productivity and focus, but it lacks that standing on the edge of a cliff, subtle paranoia that has been a constant companion of mine for a long time thanks to the popular ADHD drugs versus modafinil. I actually find modafinil and paracetam to create a pretty similar productive and focused mindset, although paracetam imbues more body energy due to increased blood flow. History. First created by Belgian scientists in 1964, paracetam is the original nootropic and very popular. Depression. This nootropic has been shown to have a positive effect on depression, anxiety, epilepsy, dyslexia, post-stroke aphasia, schizophrenia, dementia, and cognitive decline following heart and brain surgery. A 2010 study stated that it was actually better at treating depression than enhancing memory. 
It was also effective in treatment of cognitive disorders of cerebrovascular and traumatic origins. However, its overall effect on lowering depression and anxiety was higher than improving memory. A senior member on drugforum.com noted in regards to its antidepressant effect, I definitely did notice that paracetam provided a mood stabilization effect and that I would be unusually upbeat despite stress. Negative emotions still occur, but it seems like long-lasting bad moods aren't as common. Racetam headaches. Racetams can cause headaches when taken in high dosages since they deplete the essential neurotransmitter acetylcholine. This can be fixed by increasing choline intake. See my other video on choline, acetylcholine, and alpha-GPC. The taste of the paracetam powder itself is pretty bad. A friend of mine remarked that it tastes like cocaine mixed with dried paint. But as far as smart drugs go, it's surprisingly consumable. It dissolves uniformly in water in a matter of seconds and then you can just skull it. It's a suspicious looking white powder that you really would want to keep out of sight of TSA agents, border guards, or highway patrol officers. Tolerance. One of the reasons why it's so popular is that it's a pretty consistent experience. You can take it seven days a week and you won't run into a tolerance curve unless you're doing it at just really extreme dosages. What about paracetam addiction or dependence? Well, I've cycled on and off paracetam about four times in the past three years and it's one of the least addictive things I've ever consumed. However, when you do go off of it, there's a noticeable dip as you return to your cognitive baseline. Kind of like if you always drink coffee in the mornings and then one morning you don't drink coffee. I combat this dip with brain training, exercise, meditation, reading, and coffee. The one paracetam conflict that I'll mention here, because it is a serious one, is alcohol. This is one smart drug that you definitely don't want to drink on. It increases blood flow to the brain, so you'll get drunk a whole lot easier. I once had about four margaritas on a date while I was dosed on between four to five grams of paracetam. I ended up getting really drunk and made an ass out of myself. Sorry about that, Kendra. For some useful infographics, breaking down some of the research data and visually breaking down some of the really big body of information that's out there about paracetam, please see the page that is linked below this video. It also includes some objective ratings and review criteria of some of the popular paracetam products that are out there 
on the market along with my editor's reviews of the different Paracetam products. I've tried comparisons between the, the 50 or so different smart drugs that I have personally tried along with some more video blogs that cover some of the other frequently asked questions that I get from people about Paracetam and the other Racetams. Again, I'm Jonathan Roseland with Limitless Mindset. If you found this video useful, hit the subscribe button wherever it is on your screen now, and I look forward to a continued conversation with you. An application that does rapid serial presentation of words. So it reads you in between 500 to 1,000 words per minute, and it does it